0: Press record. Uh, there, there should be a cafe around here. Somewhere. Welcome to the Tradey HQ podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Tradey HQ, Australia's first co-working and business incubator, aimed specifically at trade-based businesses. Hey guys, welcome back to the Trading HQ podcast. My name is Dan, and today I'm fortunate enough to be joined by Jono Rindell. So Jono is the is a Sparky, uh, but he's also the creator of a product called the Purple Box, which is a, uh, a pretty cool innovation um, uh, for for the Sparkies out there. But not only just the Sparkies, also other other finishing trades. But uh, we'll, we'll discuss a bit more about what it's about in a second. So uh, welcome, Jono. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good.
1: Thanks That's the way.
0: Thanks for coming down, um, yeah, mate. So I figured uh, I figured it'd be a good opportunity uh, to do a podcast with you, just so we can uh, get the story out about the purple box and, and yourself and how it all came about and what the process was like. Sounds good. So um, how would it all start, mate? What's what? Born and bred in Perth, or what's your background? Yeah,
1: born and bred in Perth, apprenticeship in Perth, uh, went straight into New Homes, um, and that's like I came up with the idea of whilst in New Homes because we're always leaving the houses powered down. Or, or a circuit or two powered down because of the shower screens or the kitchen not being done. Oh, yep. Um, and yeah, that, I, the de- idea developed through those years and then I went into maintenance and it just went on the back burner and thinking someone would come up with it um, and then no one did. Yeah, right. So when when did you start your apprenticeship? Straight out of school or...? Yeah, straight out of school, yep. yep. Um yeah, just took over for my brother who finished his apprenticeship and there was a spot open. So Oh right, yeah. <laughs> nice and easy.
0: And then so now but now you work for yourself?
1: Work for myself, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so how long have you been an electrical contractor yourself
1: for? Uh since two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How's that been for you? It's been a few ups and downs in that time frame.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um there's yeah, lots of different rule changes since then which helped us out and um grow as the rules changed and yeah, no, it's um, been a good period of time to start the business. So
0: yeah. Good. Yeah. One. And uh, so, give us the rundown there, mate. We'll try and explain it, I guess, for people who aren't Sparkies as well. So, the purple box. What what problem did it solve? Like, how did you come up? What was it? What was it solving that you decided needed to be fixed?
1: Uh, so, there's two main problems. One was um, live cables being left out, or, or uh, other trades like tilers and that taking off the power points um, rather than getting an electrician um, when they, when you're doing a, a renovation. Um, so, if you were to change the kitchen splashback. Uh, ideally the, the process would be get an electrician in to disconnect the cables in the roof space above um, and then they would leave the cables hanging out uh, dead and then they'd come back after the splashbacks fitted off and they would put the, the power points back on and re up the circuit in the roof. Not always possible in the, in the apartment buildings. You'd have to shut down the entire circuit. Um, so you, they could be without power in that one circuit for a, a couple of weeks or months. So um, it solves that main problem and and same with... Construction. Um, if you use it more widespread throughout the house, then uh, less chipping out. Less uh, on the timber frame constructions. You don't have to go for looking for your cables and everything like that.
0: Yeah, right. And so <clears throat> for those people that aren't sparkies out there listening, basically what the purple box is is I guess um, it's a it's a box. Maybe well you can probably tell me how deep is it? Like the box itself? Oh uh, it's forty mil. Forty um, mil. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. And it's it's got fixing holes that line up with the fixing holes for a standard.
1: Uh, GPO or PowerPoint, correct? That's,
0: that's right, yeah. Yep. But then the box that sort of comes out itself is is a little bit smaller overall.
1: Exactly. So it's it's done in such a way where the, the screw holes sit to the side like little noggins, so that um, if uh, a plasterer sort of knocks it or, or some other trade knocks it and it goes on an angle, um, you've still got enough coverage there to your PowerPoint to cover the hole if it's mounted on an angle slightly. Or and level it up. And level it up, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so because what John was saying about when you're doing a renovation is the reason why you need to isolate the circuit in the roof or disconnect it in the roof or isolate the circuit is because when you leave uh, the ends of a cable that are exposed or the single insulations exposed to, uh, I guess, the general public or it's not within an enclosure that needs to be opened with a tool is it needs to be dead. You can't leave live cables exposed like that. Yeah. 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 It creates a hazard and so then the purple box, the idea is that you can leave the circuit live, you can put the cabling connectors within the purple box and then the tiler or the uh, or the glass splashback manufacturer can come in, measure up tight to those dimensions of the purple box, cut their tile or splashback accordingly and then fit it over the purple box Yep. ready for the sparky to come back afterwards, remove the box and fit off their PowerPoint. Yeah, that's nice it. One. Yeah. Easy and then so... Once you came up, so you said that you first came up with the idea when you were in new homes or a house basher as we call them uh, in the industry uh, and then you put it on the back burner as you went into commercial. So was it only like when you went back into business or when you went into business for yourself in 2009 that it sort of came back up or?
1: It it came up as each job we came up to um, like with renovations and things like that. It just became frustrating having to get in the roof. Um, It just felt really awkward that we hadn't solved this problem uh yet and especially nowadays where everyone's uh, trying to stay out of the roof yeah. um it just seemed weird that plumbers had caps to cap off their ply- pipes but sparkies didn't ah yeah right It's um, a good point and then yeah so and, and other people have tried it with blank plates and things like that but it, it, the blank plates you can't tile around because then it'll be too big um if you try to do anything too shallow then that the, they'll just tile over the edges so you can't remove it um so it's it's designed to it. That's why some people have asked it why is it not stackable? Um, because if it was angled, the tiling would get shorter. Oh uh, yeah. And you'd get it'll get stuck in there. Yeah. So so it's, it's all thought through in a way that works with construction that it won't get stuck. Yeah. Um, and deep enough that it won't get buried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Um. So what walk us through the process? So you've you've got this idea in your mind. You're like right. Oh, there needs there must be a better better way to do this. And then, so all of these, all of those design features you mentioned there, was that was that something that straight away on paper you wrote down all these things, or was it a trial and error sort of thing that helped you come to that final design? Um,
1: I'd sort of built, built versions of it in the past. Mm. When, when in a sticky spot, I'd cut up a junction box and, and drill out some pre-drill holes, and come back and find that had been covered over later on. Um, so I'd come across the issues before, um, and like. Th- ...the one particular job that kicked it off is we went to do a job... Um, ...and found out that a Sparky had been there the week before... ...left the cable sticking out um, with duct tape on them. and <laughs> No connectors, nothing. Still live. Still live. Kids in the house. It just wrote live in black texture on the duct tape. Jesus. And I rang him up. I was like, that's not cool. There's there's kids here and whatnot. And his response was, what, what was I supposed to do? Get in the roof um, <laughs> or, or shut down the circuit. Like, that's unreasonable. And I was like, mate, you're, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that... On that job was the first time we tried to experiment with junction boxes, just to because um, what will it turned into a free quote at that stage, so we didn't want to overly commit. Um, so we're just trying to make up something cheap and quick just to block it off, mm. um, and yeah, then it developed from that, and yeah,
0: yeah, it's an interesting point that you raised there about reaching out to the the sparky beforehand. I've had that before, and I've had it, I've always had a mixed bag of reactions. I've had reactions like that mm. where you know then. They've gone on the defensive straight away. And then I've had other reactions where they're super grateful and they're like, oh, thanks, mate. Like. Yeah. Because, I mean, other people might very well just ring an inspector. And, you know, we've got something called the Energy Bulletin which lists the uh, all of the fines and everything and the, and the punishments and the penalties in the back. And, you know, for, for exactly that, if someone had a got a boot off that, he would have been looking down the barrel of a, a $50,000 fine and yeah, you know, exactly, and yeah. potentially a conviction, you know, hopefully. and I mean, in, with the new legislation probably... Manslaughter, you know, if someone had have died as a result of it. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I think uh, yeah, no. Nah, so so okay, so that's that's how it sort of came about. So then, what was your, uh, I guess, motivation to ultimately pull the trigger and go right? Oh, let's
1: let's actually do it. Just boredom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, COVID. Tell me, it was yeah. a COVID project. Uh, it was shortly after COVID. Yeah, they, <laughs> just boredom. I've built houses. I've done done business. I've done the Sparky stuff and. And then when it when it came up that one time, I was just like, oh, I'll buy a three D printer and I'll, I'll make some for our jobs. And then I'd never used a three D printer before, so I had to learn all that. And um, uh, the business partner Zach, he bought a p- printer as well, and we just kept throwing back different designs. Um, and yeah, then we'd take them to our own jobs. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. It was just trial and error. I think there was probably printed about forty, and they took about seven hours each to print. Yeah, so yeah, it, it took a while. <laughs>
0: Because they're quite uh, they're quite thick, hey. They're pretty durable. Like they, you definitely built them to be able to be reused. Yeah. Actually, that's something we should mention. This is a this isn't a consumable product. This is something that's intended to be reused each subsequent job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So depending how rough the other tradies are, like it depends how many uses you get out of it. But um, that was the idea: is that it was reusable. it's reusable, so almost like a tool. Um, and then um, we found that it, the, the thinner we made it, um, the less it was going to do what we wanted it to do, which actually became lucky towards the end once we realised, as being sparkies, we'd never manufactured before that we had to meet certain guidelines on thickness and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so when we took it in to get certified, they, they were even surprised with how thick this thing was. It was you know, it's thicker than a junction box. And, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so you've, uh, you've done your own prototyping then by this stage with a 3D printer. So did that involve you having to uh, learn some sort of CAD program?
1: Or literally or just um downloaded the most popular program and and then just started dragging and it. dragging and dropping and yeah figuring out temperatures and things like that yeah that took a long time yeah right yeah
0: so so now you've uh you've 3d printed let's say forty of them you've been using them on your own jobs you've sort of done that i guess that trial and error as you go test and adjust and come up with what you think is the the one that you can take to production, yep. what What are your steps from there? So here in Australia we are, you've got this 3D printed model that you've done that you're happy with at that point in time. What What was it from there?
1: Yeah, then we just sent out sort of tenders to different people, seeing how what they could offer, who could make it, who could get it to us. Um, so that was a whole another kettle of fish, just trying to figure out how to get it from one side of the world to the other.
0: Um, and did you have any... Um, uh, any contacts there, or again, you were just sort of you and Zach were just
1: yeah, just giving gone, it a crack yourself, just giving it a crack. Um, yeah, didn't even anticipate like how how big shipments were. So you know, we at our warehouses one day, this truck just rocked up, and we'd, we'd had no idea how we we're going to get it all off. <laughs> um,
0: so what was your what was your minimum water quantity then on your first first run?
1: Um, we pretty much started in Perth and, and oh, okay. because there's a few of us on the team, like we're just doing drops. So we're just happy to get it out there at that stage. So. Oh, I mean from the manufacturer, like oh, how for, many did you have to uh, – We started off with 100,000. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then once we saw the the positive feedback on the first couple of Facebook posts and we committed to another 100 and yep. it just went from there. Nice um, one. Yeah.
0: And so you mentioned just before about the certification. So what, what was entailed with that?
1: Um. So that's where we get caught up a bit on, in, in discussions on Facebook is because um, a lot of people think just hanging it out with a junction box on the end meets the requirements whereas you got to have that IPX4, IP4X uh, barrier um, and like you were saying before, it has to be removed by a tool um, and you can't be pushing at it from the sides and it flexes so you can get a finger behind it. Ah, um, yeah, right. So we didn't even know all that when we made it. We'd already had 100,000 in the warehouse and all of a sudden we had a call being like, is this does this meet the requirements? I was like, what requirements? And they pulled out this book. There was just it was a who, who was
0: it that called you for that?
1: Um, was it energy safety? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. um, interesting. So they'd then,
0: obviously seen your marketing.
1: Well, we, we, made Fuck, con- that was lucky, eh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we made contact with them just to say, look, you know, this is this is a product, we don't want endorsement or anything. We just, we just, um, we're looking for avenues to get the word out there that people can't be really leaving these live cables hanging out anymore. Um, and hopefully, and just said, you know, that's sort of the role of energy safety is to inform people because we're getting heaps of pushback um, from people saying that it's quite, quite fine to do that. Um, and that's when we, yeah, we got called in. We just had the discussion and found out this whole standard on enclosures existed. Yep. Um, but luckily we made everything. Um, and even like um, because of my background in construction, I was a bit concerned about pips uh, oh, yeah. for the screw holes because it was a reusable tool. The pips wouldn't follow it. Uh, same with the screws, they'll just get lost on the job or um, get damaged as you take them out and things like that. So um, luckily we overcame that hurdle um, by realising that if you just put silicon in the screw holes, you can meet your IP requirements for a shower screen. Um, oh, right. So it's yeah. the same
0: thing. So someone just has to put a little bit of silicon.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we got that certified. We put silicon in it, um, showed it in a real-life example, sent to the certifier and they said, yeah, but as long as the silicon's in the hole because it's recessed into the render or the gipro." um it's just that front front panel and, yeah, right. and silica meat. which
0: and the purpose of that so again for people listening on Sparky's that's so because you 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 obviously your screws are conductive and then the screws are potentially well it was mainly
1: protecting um like in the splash zone so if you haven't got your shower screen in yet um it was mainly just making sure that if someone had a shower without a shower screen it wasn't going to get wet ah.
0: um,
1: so yeah we just had to cover off that
0: yeah right okay um, Ah, so that's so that's the other part that it it satisfies. Then is that uh, electrical equipment within a zone?
1: Yeah, yeah. So if, the, if if the job isn't ready yet and you want to power up and there's no shower screen, you can just chuck that on silicon it. Um, right. And then once the shower screen's in, you just pop the silicon out, unscrew it, and put your power point put on. Put
0: your GPO on. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. And then so so you've you've done that now. You've uh, have you stuck with the same manufacturer that you did had the initial run done with? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. Once we once we saw what it was like, um, the manufacturing bit was easy. It's the it's the logistics and, and of getting it over and, and things like that. Yep. And um, So yeah, we weren't willing to tackle that with someone else just yet. Yeah.
0: And so where is out of China? Is that where they're being made? Uh, out of India. India. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Yep. Mm. And so, how did you guys get caught up with any of the freight issues that that some people did, or is it no. sort of after that? Was yeah, it, it was all like, well
1: after that. Yeah. 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 It was quite straightforward.
0: Nice one. Um. So once you so you've got the hundred thousand in, you've you've passed the certification. Um, how much did that cost? How much was the certification? Did that cost anything?
1: Uh, I think it was, came up to like six thousand with all the tests. because um, yep. yeah, each IP rating you have to get is a, is a separate test, and you got to pay for that separately. Whereas we just thought originally we just thought you give them the box, they'll tell you everything you can do. But it's yep. not. Nah, you got to apply for this, and they just do that. So um, charge
0: it anyway, and then yeah. they say yes or no.
1: Yeah, yeah. so If you want to know if you're everything up to IP X six, you have got to pay for each number.
0: <laughs> no shit. Yeah, so, all right. There you go. Um, so then, so you've done that. Now you've got the certification, uh, and then you are getting it into wholesalers. Had yep. you guys what sort of um, what sort of thought had you guys put into choosing a price point? So did you did you sort of work backwards? Go right. We think this is worth X amount. And then sort of did you go into that sort of detail when you were working out your manufacturing costs and that sort of thing?
1: Um, we sort of thought about that last, weirdly <laughs> enough. We just, we, we knew it would sell. Yeah. Um, so we just got it. We got it for, uh, you know, the best the best price we could with the manufacturer and then once it was in there, we're just like, right, now what's this worse to the people? And, and um, we sort of had to f- be flexible with the price at the start trying to figure out where it sort of landed because – that whole reusable factor, people were comparing it to a junction box Mm. and they're like, well, I can get a junction box for $3. Why would I pay X for this? Um, So until we got over that hurdle, we had to um, sort of negotiate with the wholesalers just to explain that difference.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. So that's an education thing sort of thing where you guys had to say, well, yeah, look, but it's not. Yeah. And this is the point of difference for it. This is what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then it became more of a a tool and and people realised they could actually bill it um, like in our own business, we, you know, if we were to put junction boxes on any of the cables, it's, it's very hard to get more than a couple of bucks on the bill for that. But if you've got a whole kitchen reno with eight purple things looking at you and it looks professionally finished and it pops through the tiles just perfect, yeah, then you, you bill them out for whatever you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it becomes a value add then for the guys using it, really. You know where they can sort of yeah they can add that in their quote. So you know, you know, and I guess for the for the sparkies out there listening, you can not only can you mention it in your quote but you can also go on to mention the the time and and benefit saving for the subsequent trades as well yeah you know you can run on the the safety part of it and and also the, the time saving that it's going to look neat and all that sort of thing yeah yeah no yeah. uh, excellent and so what's the uh so you've you've built this product that you like you say it's more of a tool so what's what's uh what's next on the list for for John, Owen, Zach, you got anything? Anything in the pipeline?
1: I think I think that's it for a bit. That's it. Um, I've got no other no other ideas just yet. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, massive learning experience just even getting it into the wholesalers. So, sort of opened our eyes eyes up to that. Um, but yeah, we're just sort of grateful that the idea we had was so much of a new concept. Because if it was just a reinvention of a, an existing idea, um, for someone like us, it would have been really hard to to reach our audience because. It wouldn't be it's as It's pretty saturated
0: already. Yeah. There's yeah. so much out there. Yeah, that's, that's what I always say is that, I mean, you guys are a great example of it too is that like if you're going to do something new then it needs to, you know, it needs to be compelling. You know, you need to be able to say to someone, this is what it does differently, this is the time it's going to save you and, you know, and it's obviously much easier when you there's nothing else like it on the market. Yeah. And you've done all the right steps to make the, uh, the whole safety piece work in your favour too. Um, so, so far uh, Australia-wide now?
1: Yeah, Australia wide now. Yeah, um, just got our first order for the ACT this week, um, but seventy eight stores nationwide now. So,
0: what about New Zealand?
1: Um, we have had some inquiries in New Zealand. Yeah, because
0: uh, I mean, for, again, for those who don't know, you know, we've all of our standards are ASNZ, so it's a it's yeah. a pretty well cross cross populated requirement. So yeah, that might be the next.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're slowly working our way towards it. It's, the hardest bit for us was um, I didn't realize how. I mean, I'm not young, but I'm not old, so I didn't realise how many people aren't on social media. <laughs> um, so I had to revert to, like I was cold calling people like non-stop and they had never heard of us, like, um, you know, branch managers in wholesalers, never heard of us. Yeah, like, right. And, and, you know, I asked the question, are you on social media? And it's just constant, like, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Um, so we reverted back to hard mail and we are yeah, right. sending out postcards and um, they're all landing and people are placing orders so that, it's, it's, That's interesting. That's yeah. an interesting
0: case study for marketing, right? Like yeah. People just assume in this day and age that digital and social media is the, the best way to do it but yeah. you guys are seeing a bit of a shift back to the traditional ways and, and it's yeah. paying off obviously because you're seeing the orders come through as a result.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I learned early on during um, the, the electrical business um, when I was doing business meetings and things like that. One thing I've, they picked up on was that people are always excited to get a letter addressed to them. So they might not watch a video on Facebook, but if they get a letter with their name on it, they'll it's open personal.
0: it up. Personal, yeah. yeah, yeah. People, so I say that to people all the time. It's like I always try and remember everyone's name because, like, there's there's nothing like the sound of your own name said back to you that people people enjoy, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it's a good way to make a good impression. But yeah, like you say, it's a good way to make an impression on, um, yeah, for marketing material and that sort of stuff. That personalized, yeah, touch. Um, good one, mate. All right. Well, uh, that probably probably gets us up to speed now, so um how are you how are you seeing it now now that you've after you start and are you seeing are you still seeing sort of growth in in sales or is it sort of
1: yeah yeah it's sort of it's more east now um, yeah just because we're in,
0: uh, do your own backyard first sort of thing and yeah
1: and we didn't realize how how big Australia was uh, <laughs> and so yeah there's there's heaps of wholesalers out there um, yeah but it's one of the um things that we sort of anticipated as an issue but, but sort of didn't really think of a solution to. Because they're so durable, um, people weren't uh, needing them once they've stocked up. Yeah. Um, but we also found during our own manufacturing stage, like we were 3D printing these things that take seven hours, handing them out to the boys on jobs and they wouldn't come back. And I was like, dude, that took seven hours to print. Like bring it back. <laughs> Do not leave it on site. Do so not that, throw it in the fucking bin. So that's our saving grace is that people tend to throw stuff in the bin and um, so, yeah, there is once, once everyone starts throwing them out, they'll start to order more yeah. over, over here but, um, yeah. Mightn't be able to start offering
0: personalised ones, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Adco can have personalised purple boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right, mate. Well, um, yeah, congratulations. Like it's always, it's always uh, I think I, I enjoy hearing about guys who have gone out and girls who have gone out and uh, had an idea and not just like, you know, spoken about that idea every day at the pub until finally someone else does it and then say oh fuck i had that idea so <laughs> yeah. so well done to you and zach for uh for following it through mate and, yeah, and getting there eventually and um yeah like i say i've enjoyed watching the uh, uh the growth of it from what i can see on on social media and uh and always sort of uh when i see uh see one in the next wholesale i go into i was like oh fuck it's good it's good, yeah. to, good to see the spread so oh, cheers, mate. well done mate thanks for uh Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Right, and, um, and, yeah, so for those listeners out there, uh, Purple Box, I'll, I'll put the link in the, uh, in the show notes. And, yeah, I would say regardless of where you are in Australia now, if you drop into one of your wholesalers, you should be able to pick a few up. Yeah. All right, Jono, thanks again, mate. Thanks, buddy. Have a good rest of your day and uh, thanks to the listeners. Um, as always, stay safe, look after yourselves, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tradie HQ podcast. For more information, head to tradiehqwa.com.au and follow us on Facebook at the Tradie HQ podcast group. Have a great day.